even read about your wonders. About your wonders To show your power Your signs and wonders Lord, show your power God of God of that you are a God of wonders, a God of miracles, and we worship you. And we invite you, Spirit of grace, tonight to enlighten the eyes of our understanding, 
open our eyes to see and our ears to hear that we might apply the word of God in the days ahead and be fruitful in all of our endeavors in Jesus name amen you may be seated we're on the subject of prayer and uh, we've looked at uh, I think four seven steps to answered prayer and the first one was decide what you want from God isn't that simple just just make a decision. That isn't hard, is it? Number two, find the scriptures that promise the answer you need. So if you have need of finances, what's a scripture? My God shall supply all of my need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Step three is ask God for the things you want. Is it scriptural to ask? This is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. We know that he hears us whatsoever we ask. We know that we receive the petitions we've desired of him. Amen. Now, the fourth one then is believe that you receive. We said there were two kinds of faith. Do you remember what they were? Faith in our five physical senses or faith in truth or faith in, in God's word. Amen. The, the step five now we want to look at you want to look at James chapter 1, James chapter 1, step 5 is refuse to doubt, ever have doubt, fiery darts of doubt come against your thinking, sure, we all do at times, James chapter 1 and, and, uh, It says in verse 2, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect or mature and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, there you go, asking, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Now verse 6, But let him ask in faith with no doubting for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven tossed by the wind kind of like what your dream was Mm -hmm. driven by the tossed by the wind for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the lord he's a double-minded man unstable in all his ways so if you're in doubt you're unstable you don't have to remain in doubt do you i don't have to remain in doubt just because you have Thoughts that come doubt that, that, you know, tries to breed doubt and sow doubt into your thinking doesn't mean you're unstable. But you just need to resist those fiery darts. Now, if you continue to entertain those thoughts of doubt and then you begin to talk about it and declare and decree a thing, it doubt will be established for you. So it's important. You know, thoughts come, but they can go as fast as they come. In the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the word of God. Doubt is defined in the Greek. It means this. The word describes a conflict with oneself. A conflict. Do you ever have an inner conflict? In the sense of hesitating, having misgivings, being divided in decision-making. One day you were going to do this, and the next day you're not going to do it. Next day you're going to do it, and the next day you're not. You're not going to receive anything from God if you're like that. In other words, your mouth may be saying all the right words, 
but your heart is not really in agreement. So you can speak one thing, but your heart might not be in agreement. That's why it's so important. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, and 10, it says, If we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we'll be saved. For with the heart man believes on the righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So your heart and your mouth need to be in agreement. It is when you come to, to, to be born again. Amen? See, it's got to be the same thing with the, the infilling of the Holy Ghost or anything in, in, in the Word of God. Your heart and your, your mouth need to be in agree, agreement. Now, I can remember going to school back in, in the early 80s at, at, at Raymond Bible Training Center where Caden's at right now. And there would be students there that were confessing they were going to have find their wife. And they were confessing, I'm going to get my wife. This is the year of the wife. Or I'm going to win the lottery. Or I'm going to have a big ministry, you know, like Kenneth Hagin or Earl Roberts or Benny Hinn or whatever. But see, they're, they're talking this, but it is their heart in agreement. Are they just saying things out of their head, see? And that's why, you know, you got a lot of squirrely people in Bible schools. Amen? They need to get unsquirreled. And sometimes that takes time. And that's why you need a guy like me in Caden's life to make sure he doesn't get squirrely. Now, Satan's M.O. is to sow seeds of doubt. You don't need to turn there. I'll, I'll read it to you and... and uh, this is a familiar passage of Scripture, and you probably know it well. And in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, The serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat it nor you shall touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So what was the devil doing? Sowing seeds of doubt. When, when, without turning there, we don't have time in, in, in Luke 4. Do you remember when Jesus dealt with Satan in the wilderness? How did he respond to the one who sows seeds of doubt? It is written. So if you get a doubt, fiery dart of doubt coming against your thinking, whether it be for your health, your longevity, your life, your family, your finances, your business, whatever it is, what should you do? Oh, yeah, that's right, devil. I'm not going to make it. Use the Word. Speak the Word. Use the sword of the Spirit. Come, and you've got to do it instantly. How many of you ever you wake up in the middle of the night and you got some thoughts? Is it just me? <laughs> thoughts of doubt, fear, unbelief. Now, you can either lay there and entertain those thoughts or you can do something. Either get up, turn the light on, and get the Word out, or pray in tongues. Or just tell the devil... And I'll never forget, this is the greatest story. Smith Wigglesworth went to bed one night, and he woke up, and he looked over next to the bed, and there sat Lucifer himself. 
Now, you've got to know who Smith Wigglesworth. Some of you don't know who Smith. You've got to read after him. He's a great apostle of faith. People were raised from the dead in his ministry. And he looked it over and he says, oh, it's just you. And he rolled over and went back to sleep. Now, that's faith. <laughs> that's, that's not reacting to doubt and, and fear. Amen. Let me read something to you. And I'll use myself as, as an example in 1990. My gosh, that was a long time ago. That's even before Caleb was born. We were at a, uh, a convention, and Buddy Harrison was there, and he used to flow in the gift of, of his wife and him with tongues and interpretation of tongues. She'd give the tongue, and then he'd give an inter- prophetic interpretation. And so here's the, the, the prophecy that he gave to me in 1990. How many years ago that been? 33 years. He says, you've wondered about, am I, or should I, should I be in this place? That was Norfolk. <laughs> Realize this, it was a working of my grace, and I'm able to bring everything and turn it around, and I'll cause your mind to be clear and to be sound. But I will speak to you concerning the future and what is ahead, but don't be concerned about it and get in fear or dread. Because the Word will deliver you in due season. Now listen, But don't get caught up in that realm of reason. Because that is where the confusion has come. See, I was confused. And listen to what other people will say and their accusations. They'll always work day after day. But the Spirit of God will work higher and stronger for you. So just turn around and say, my mind I will renew. So if you're dealing with confusion and doubt and unbelief, what do you need to do? Get the Word and renew your mind to what the Word of God says. And he says this, And with that power of God will come surging on the scene, yes, and you'll act and speak as a king. So rejoice, son, the power of God will be on display, and you'll see all the things that you wanted that you thought would come some other day. They'll come sooner, and you'll be happier than you've ever been before, because at that point and time, then you'll be able to walk through that new door. So, that was a, and that's what prophecy does. It brings edification, exhortation, and comfort, you know. And uh, so I encourage you, when those thoughts of doubt come, don't talk about them. Do something. Be proactive. Amen? Now, it's your responsibility. Proverbs 4.20, you don't need to turn there. This is, these are things that you can do to, to help you when you're dealing with doubt. Scripture says in Proverbs 4.20, Attend to my word, incline thine ear unto my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for their life unto those that find them and their health to all their flesh. So you and I have to do what? You've got to get a hold of the word. And if you get away from the word, repent and get back to the word. You and I need to get our heart and our mouth into agreement. I've already said that. You and I need to get our heart and mouth in agreement when we, when we attend to God's Word. That's why in, in Job it says, declare, you'll declare and decree a thing and it shall be established for you and light shall shine upon your pathway. Declare and decree the Word. Not the doubts. Not the fears. The anxious thoughts but declare and decree. That's what we've had to do since we came, in, came here to Norfolk in 1983 is declare and decree. We've never stopped declaring and decreeing. 
And you'll never stop declaring and decreeing if you want to be successful and you want to be an overcomer in this life. The, the other thing you need to do is, is this. Look at Jeremiah 17. I love this passage of Scripture. It's one of my favorite Scriptures, and it lines up with um, Psalm chapter 1. Jeremiah 17. These are things that you need to do when you're dealing with doubt. It says, verse 7, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, will not fear when heat comes. doesn't say if heat comes. It says when heat comes. But its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. So you've got to get into the Word. You've got to get planted in the Word on a daily basis and trust His Word. Then you've got to do Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is the perfect, acceptable, and good will of God. Amen? Colossians 3, 1 verse and 2, it says, set your mind on things above and not on the things of earth. Right now, where are you setting your mind? Things above. Even with what's going on right now. You know, how many of you really listen to the news app? I don't hardly listen to the news anymore. Once in a while, I'll check in to listen to Hannity or listen to some things like after this, this chemical spill. But, you know, I want to listen and hear what God is saying. That's what's so important. Then 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, this is something you and I need to do when we're dealing with doubt. Casting down vain imaginations and everything that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity every thought. Say every thought. See, we're responsible to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So, not... Just one day, you're, you know, you're bringing your thoughts into captivity, but you're not doing it the next day. No, all the time, consistently. And how many of you ever had a squirrely thought? How many ever had one today? Well, if you're mature enough, you're going to recognize it as a squirrely thought. And you're going to know this isn't God, this isn't in the Word, this isn't God's best for me, this isn't what God wants, this is what God's promised me. So you've got to talk to yourself. And it's all right to talk to yourself if you're talking the Word. Amen? Doubt is of the devil. And the Bible says in James 4, 7, Resist the devil and he will flee. Resist thoughts of doubt and they will go. Not welcome them. Resist them. Be proactive. Get militant when, you know, use the sword of the Spirit. It is written devil. Amen? So that's, that's something, you know, through the years, I've had plenty of opportunity, have you, to entertain doubt, unbelief, fear. Even, you know, current times, I don't care where you're at. That's why the Bible says, don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't faint in your mind. Don't, you'll reap if you don't faint. But you have a responsibility, I have a responsibility to do something with doubt. So if you're dealing with doubt right now, you know what to do. Let's stand up.
I don't know how far we'll get tonight, um, but I have some certain things that I want to I want to address in prayer. And tonight I'm going to start, and I found a prayer that on national protection. There's things going on right now we're not even aware of. I'll guarantee you. But I'm not afraid, are you? We don't need to be afraid. God has not given his people a spirit of fear. But um, after we have a friend that lives in like 170 miles from this, this spill. Yeah. And uh, he, he sent an uh, email today and was telling us about it. And they were comparing it basically to Chernobyl. Are you aware of that? An entire community, what is East Palestine, how, how big is this? About the size of Fairbury, 5,000 people? I don't even know if they can go back home yet. So send them back home. But see, the government burned all that, and then it drifts. It got into the rivers. And so we need to pray. And I want to pray for, for, for that community. I want to pray for that area. Amen. And then I want to pray for the media. And we have in the past, we're going to pray. And then I'm going to pray tonight. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll go through, through this and pray it in our native tongue. I'll pray the prayer. And then we'll pray in tongues and pray in the Spirit. I told Kathy yesterday that in the days ahead we're going to have I really believe we're going to have to become more militant in our prayer remember how we were in 2020 even before that when the election and, and the school board and, but the church has this knack of just kind of stepping back settling down and sitting down and we can't and I'm not going to make it happen in the flesh but we have to press in spiritually people for our nation this city. Amen. So tonight, Father, we come boldly before your throne of grace. And we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus, asking for divine protection for the people of this nation, specifically the state of Ohio. We pray for the safety of every man, woman, and child to keep them from harm and provide protection for plans of destruction that our enemies have plotted in this hour. We pray, Lord God, what's done in the darkness is being exposed by the light. And we ask tonight that, Lord, you will stop the strategies of destruction that our enemies want to evoke in this hour. Give wisdom, give understanding, and the those who are working, Lord God, in cleaning up this chemical spill, Lord, give the people, good people, Lord God, not the, the, the ones in government that are idiots that don't care, but there are people out there, godly leaders, Lord, that work for the government that do care. And we're asking, Lord, that you provide them wisdom, knowledge, and discernment to provide the protection of the people of Ohio in this hour in Jesus' name. Help them, Lord God, be watchful and alert to all signs of corruption and wrongdoing. 